right, everybody. We're going to learn you something today. I'm Swade. I'm Chris. And this is Deep Anime Dive. Yay. Yay, once again. We're back. Yeah. More educational than ever. Yeah, we're actually uh, talking about like a sub subject that's not uh, weekly anime related. Yeah. Monthly anime related. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm kind of excited. This is like, this is kind of what I always kind of envisioned the podcast doing, but we haven't been able to do it yet. Yeah. Because it's been a nightmare to get any kind of consistency happening. Yeah, it has been. But hopefully we'll be doing better with consistency now that we have a better setup. And Yeah. We have one that's not going to crash and burn, like, because in the past we're like, oh boy, I hope it records today. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> Spends an hour and a half trying to get it figured out. That's yeah, the best. Yeah, not fun at all. So anyway, uh, how are you doing, Chris? Uh, I'm doing good. No, uh, good. Playing games, watching weekly anime, um, behind on most of those still. Well, mostly just one episode behind on everything. That's not too bad. You're not quite drowning. Yeah, except for Girlfriend, Girlfriend, which is still far behind on. You have to finish it. Uh, I don't know. It's it's gonna be oh. it's gonna be a challenge. <laughs> it's, it's it's a wonderful like five out of ten. But yeah, that's that's what I feel about it too. It's it, five out of ten. No, I I mean I, I honestly like it, but anyway. Yeah, um, my favorites are still Love Life Superstar and Kageki Shoujo. Those okay. are my favorites still. Uh, I, I haven't seen the most recent Superstar episode, and I'm really mad about that. Uh-oh. That sounds like a problem, I guess. It is a problem. It's a big problem. I'm sorry. So, uh, yeah, then I've just been playing games, Final Fantasy. I've been uh, on the grind because I'm almost done with my goal yeah. to get uh, 100 million gil. Okay. And I'm, like, at 90, 98 or 97. Yikes. So I'm really close now. It's just a lot of things have not been selling that I invested time in. And they've been selling really slowly. Yeah. So, which has been my mistake. Um, well, not really a mistake. I was just trying to like venture out in other projects, trying to figure out what to see if, if I had a better business, but I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, you're learning how to, how to be a merchant, I guess. It involves a lot of undercutting. Yeah. <laughs> Adjusting the price to be like slightly lower than the one previous that put up. No, yeah, I mean that's that's how supply and demand works. Yeah. I've been spending way too much time on eBay lately, so I'm I'm learning that too. What have you, what else have you been doing? What have you been up to? So still watching uh too much anime. Um I've officially decided that I don't know the exact line, but I'm past it as far as uh, too much. <laughs> um, yeah. But I know they're, they're all good. Like, I can't bring my... Well, there's one I might actually quit. But um, the rest of them have been pretty good. I still like The Detective is Already Dead. Um, is that your favorite one still? I think so. And I think the entire anime community can go shove it for not liking it as much as me. <laughs> um, apologies to anyone in the anime community. Yeah. I was so sad. One of my favorite anime reviewers on YouTube posted a video about the detective already dead and he doesn't like it either. And I felt so betrayed because <laughs> he's always been in my corner. <laughs> really? 
but not this time. <laughs> not this time. So I don't know. I don't know what's wrong. Maybe I'm blind. Just Maybe you are blind. I just, uh, whatever. <laughs> I like it. So I'm going to just keep liking it. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, I like To Love Room, and that's a really hot garbage show. So, yeah. But then... Uh, and I'm pretty sure I have some other anime in there that is pretty bad. <laughs> that's nah. liked anyway, so... Uh, it's, yeah, it is what it is. And then I've also been reading uh, manga because I'm cool. And we have a have a friend who's been recommending me manga for like the past year. Which manga? Um, so I read, this is actually kind of an older one. It's It was called Angel Densetsu or Angel Legend. Oh yeah, I've seen the OVA for that. Yeah, there was a two episode OVA back in the 90s, which is pretty good. Um, yeah, it's kind of just like, it's an old, it's like a slice of life comedy about a man or about it, like this high school kid who is cursed with the most evil looking face on, in the history of ever, but he's actually really nice and he just struggles in life because yeah. everyone thinks he's evil. Yeah. But it's pretty funny. Like I think it ran for like the perfect amount of time for the joke is like 15 volumes, but it's, it's a really good one. If you want to go find it, definitely more obscure. I think these days you should uh, get our mutual friend to want to read uh, spy family. He'd probably like it. Yeah. We'll have to. Yeah, next time when you talk to him. To recommend it to him. Be like, Spy Family is really good. Yeah, Spy Family is super good. That's another one. I, I Chris lets me borrow his volumes when he, because he buys them because he's cool. Yeah, I, I bought every single volume out so far. Yeah, I can't wait for the next volume. I, don't, I think it comes in November or December. Sounds about right. It's like every three, four months. So, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. And there's some other manga I'm reading. I'm not far enough into those ones to make much comments yet but some other ones he's recommended yeah probably talk about them next time but well cool 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 um do you have any uh news or anything like that that's popped up to you uh i have exactly oh. two newses oh actually before that oh let's talk about the, uh, let's briefly talk about the one thing that we both saw this week last week hmm? oh yeah the that thing yes since we, we both watched it at the same time, for the I first time. Had a few days to process. Yep, we've had a full few full days to, to process it. Yeah. Um, what it, So we watched uh, Evangelion 4. Yeah. Uh, it's 3.0 plus 1.0, Chris. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> if you want to get technical about it. Thrice upon a time. <laughs> Thrice upon a time. If there's a stupider sequel title, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I, I know a stupider sequel sequel title. It's sure. called uh, Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days. That one is pretty stupid. <laughs> I still don't know what that means. I played the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or uh, what, what was it? Kingdom Hearts 1.2 plus 2.5 okay, final mix. <laughs> yeah, you can't use Kingdom Hearts. Really. <laughs> I feel like they just, they have some guy whose job it is just to make the worst title every time. Yeah, his name is Tetsuya Nomura. Yeah. He's also Thanks. the same guy who's like, draw more belts. Yeah. Bigger shoes. <laughs> Give them bigger <laughs> shoes. <laughs> anyway, Evangelion 4. Yeah, so. We had a we had a pretty long episode about Evangelion. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Where we complained about 3 for a very long time. Yeah, we did. 
That's the one we recorded twice practically. Yeah, we did. We had different angry things to say about it both times. Yeah. So, um, what was your overall opinion on on four? After having a couple of days to process it, I know we talked about it a bit after right. we watched it, but now that we have a few days, right? I mean, I, honestly, like overall, I'm very like ambivalent. Just like like I don't, I didn't hate it, but at the same time, I don't. I don't know. I didn't really like it either. Like I think. I don't know. That's yeah. Do you think uh, it, it like burned a lot of the three burned a lot of bridges that you were just like, eh? Yeah, I mean, three really, really ruined a lot of things, and I don't think that four fixed the things, or at least like justified the things enough yeah. for me. I don't know what. What was your opinion? Just generally, um, I liked it. Okay. I personally give it an eight out of ten. Okay. Not a not a. 10 out of 10, like the first two, or 3 out of 10, like the third one. <laughs> yeah, it's like, number, first one's like 10 out of 10, second one's 10 out of 10. Yeah. Third one, no rating available. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fourth one, and I, and I, I would put it at like a 6 for me. I can understand that. Like, I just, I, I mean, not being, I guess without being spoiled, I can't really explain much, but just yeah. the way... Um, certain characters' arcs are concluded wasn't satisfying. I, I guess that's, I mean, and I guess that's just for me personally. Like number one most important thing in any story, like any anime, is the characters. Like the story is like a second, and then there's like whatever else after that. But do you think they did a good job with with Shinji at the end? Yes, I think so. I. Like, yeah. I mean, in in some ways, like how we ended, I agree with. How we got there, I'm mixed about. But yeah, and maybe farther down the line, once we're like outside of like the spoiler zone, we could talk about it more or something. But yeah, yeah, understandable. Um, I uh, I liked most of it. Um, there was a couple parts that I've been iffy on um, a lot of the explanation of them trying to explain how things happened didn't make any sense yeah, um, that's pretty standard for Evangelion I just yeah I gave that a pass as like their standard nonsense but <laughs> yeah yeah I'm happy with the ending up to a certain point um, I did not like who they perceive to have Shinji end up with. This is an interesting choice. It just didn't, it, it made no sense. It was just, I liked seeing the adult Shinji, Shinji though. That was, that was pretty nice. Did, did we but, see, I guess we, do we? Yeah, that was adult Shinji at the end. That was, I thought that was still high school. I wasn't paying attention. No, I was, you paying attention. I was upset by that point. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's, there's some good parts. I, and like some like dumb parts, uh, like a, a lot of the obvious, like walkbacks, a lot of those, uh, yeah, they really, a lot of those were pretty, uh, pretty dumb. <laughs> yeah. They, well, I mean, some of them were necessary, but 
but it's it's almost hilarious like how far back they like they like took things like 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 they were like super committed in three and then in four they're like well maybe not so much actually yeah because they're like well we have to make a whole movie so we have to somehow make this happen um i'll i'll admit one thing um about the movie though it was very uh well directed like the shots oh yeah it was beautiful to watch yeah the shots the animation the action scenes music was good yep it was great it was a great movie to like look at and watch yeah i mean and i guess i mean for sure this is something i'd say it's worth watching Especially if you've sat through the other three movies, or if you're a fan of the original series, and yeah, I mean it's it's very pretty. It is very pretty. That's the best thing about all four movies. Is oh that yeah, they're very pretty to watch. They just finally had the budget that the original series should have had. Yeah. So yeah, it was a it was a decent movie. Decent. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't regret watching it. Like, and I think I don't know. Yeah. I'll probably watch the first two a lot, but I might not. I, don't know. <laughs> I might. Uh, I might rewatch them like next year. Sure. And get like a another viewpoint on it. Just like watch them all in a row and see how I feel again. All right. But until then, that was Evangelion Four. Yeah, it was. Yeah, just a quick little half review. Yeah. We'll come back and do like a full one sometime, or you know, like, yeah. a, like series end cap or something. Yeah, because I'd love to like talk about it again. Because with all our, the context, uh, yeah, our uh, uh, discussions on the on that movie was was pretty good. It's yeah. So yeah, for now, I just go out and watch this on Amazon Prime, right? Yeah, Amazon Prime. If you have, uh, or you can Prime rent video. it for like four bucks or whatever. Yeah, or buy it outright. Yeah, I think the Blu-ray will be coming out relatively in a couple of months. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, relatively soon. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, it's uh, it's Evangelion. Yeah, it's a staple. It really is. It's uh, it's pretty good. So, yeah, let's quick that thing. So, uh, news. News. Yeah. So I found two newses, two news units. Two news units. Okay. Um, should I share them, or did you have any news? Well, uh, we did uh, have the. Uh, Second generation of Hollow Live English. Oh, yeah. I, I know you're really pumped for it, and you were, you were uh, practically gushing with joy. No, <laughs> I, I wasn't really uh, gushing with joy, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I knew that I knew the, that Hollow Live English was coming, Gen 2. Right. I, I just didn't think that there would be this many. Yeah, five more. Like five more. Yeah, that's that's pretty ambitious. Yeah, I, I I am curious to like how it's going to affect the uh, the Minecraft streams and their mm. Minecraft server because uh, more people on the Minecraft server is is better. I mean, here's the thing though, knowing the way Gen One is, they're not going to let their stupid co-i play with them. Like they're way too mean for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. They're going to have to get their own Minecraft server. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But uh, uh, I haven't, from the time of this recording, we haven't seen the uh, new... Uh, yeah, there really hasn't been too much info beyond like the initial blurb from yeah. Twitter and such. Not really, uh, we, we don't know their voices or anything like personalities, but yeah. 
We'll see. None of them are wearing hoodies. None of them have fins. So, I mean, I say it's just a, a missed opportunity all around, honestly. No dolphin girl. There's a chance there, and they missed it. She has this, uh, like, little spiral thing. That's not not a fin. In what universe could that possibly be a fin? I don't know. (laughs) How dare you? Uh, She she has some... uh, Horns? Yeah, she's the one I'm most interested in, to be honest. You're not interested in the helicopter waifu? No. Yeah, zero. Zero interest. (laughs) Fair enough. I'm also zero interested in her. I'm like extreme zero. Yeah, I, the, there's one that's like supposed to be like the Chaos Lord. That's this one. And it's such clickbaity nonsense. Yeah. If she turns out to be like Ollie, then I, I just won't turn tune into it. Like, yeah. all, Ollie's, Ollie's great, but we only need one Ollie in this world. Yeah. <laughs> there's also Kudeji, which is already like... That is Ollie. Is, is that Ollie? I don't know. Yes, that's Ollie. <laughs> I don't know. Then. Crazy Ollie. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know nicknames. I'm too cool for those. Um, and then the other thing was the thing that we were just talking about uh, before the we started recording, and that was uh, Star Wars Visions. Oh, yeah, Star Wars anime. Yeah, the Star Wars anime. That will be an anthology of animated shorts, animated from different studios, it looks like. Yeah, it definitely looks interesting. Yeah. Like, kind of see what it becomes when it actually comes out, but... The yeah, trailer makes it look promising. Yeah, apparently in September it's going to come out, so... Okay. Um, we can watch that and see what it's like. I'm curious. Yeah, do a Star Wars episode. <laughs> a Star Wars episode? Oh, oh my boy. gosh, you'd see me be... Uh, see my anger for Star Wars, like, unleashed. Yeah, yeah Chris loves it so much. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> he has, like, just all of the merch nuts. <laughs> Like the only ones that I like are five, six, no, four, five, six, four, five, six. The originals. Okay. You're one of those people. Four, five, and six. Yeah. Those ones are okay. And then the prequels I'm like, oh, right on. And then the recent three, I hate. Yeah. Like hate, 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 hate. That I haven't even seen the third one yet. What? What about Solo? (laughs) Haven't even seen that. What? Impossible. Whatever. We'll get into this later. Yeah, we'll get this later one. <laughs> I haven't seen The Mandalorian either, so. Yeah, fair enough. Well, yeah, that's the, the best way to hate Star Wars is to avoid watching the good ones. So, yeah, yeah don't watch Solo, don't watch Mandalorian. That way it's easy to hate everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. I've heard, I've heard actually, that Solo is not even good at all. I think all. everyone hates Solo too, yeah, actually. Everyone, everyone hates Solo. I think the only thing that people like is The Mandalorian. Yeah, and I think the, uh, the animated Star Wars series has been pretty good. Yeah, people like that, but... You didn't like them? I thought they actually liked them a lot. No, I, I've never seen them. Oh, they're, they're actually really good. I just don't want to. They're, they're decent. They almost saved the prequels. They're, like, so close to making them work. I think the prequels are great if you, like, watch them with people. Yeah. And, like, you have, like, a thing where you, like... Um, drink or eat something yeah. every time you see a meme... Or we could watch the uh, the uh, Star Wars Christmas special. Oh my gosh, it's so good! <laughs> it's so special. Anyway, Star Wars aside, what what are your? Uh, oh yeah, sure. Little, I want. Uh, I have anime to talk about since that's what this podcast is for, Chris. Well, we were talking about anime. There's a Star Wars anime coming out. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like your news is like Star Wars Hololive. 
anime-adjacent topics. Whole yeah. life is anime. It's basically anime that's, that's like, streamable. It's, like, ble- bleeding into real the real world. Yes. But, okay, so anyway, um, so I, I have a couple of news things that actually, I think, anyway. So the first one. So Hayao Miyazaki was being interviewed about the new uh, Ghibli film, uh, Witch, or Earwig and the Witch, which, from my understanding, has been, like, I think more positive than not reviewed. Um, and he was saying, like he said, it exceeded his expectations and the result was quite interesting. Um, and I think that's just super funny because it's his son, uh, Goro Miyazaki that directed it. And the best he could say about his son's film was that it was quite interesting. Ghibli is such a weird thing now. Because Hayao is retired and Goro doesn't seem like he wants to be there, but everyone's making him make movies when they could just be finding directors that are competent and want to do it. What's it called? Earwig and the Witch. It's the newest one. Oof. So I, I take this back. Um, Hayao Miyazaki is just blinded with love for his son. Um. <laughs> um, I think that... Uh... I don't know if if you look look back maybe when we talk about Hayao Miyazaki in like an episode, yeah. um, he does not have a lot of good takes. <laughs> yeah, actually, maybe that's what's going on. I think uh, around uh, the 2010s, like when like a lot of like really good stuff was coming out, mm-hmm. he was like, "I'm done with the anime industry. The anime industry is mm-hmm. is terrible," or something. He, he said right. something akin to that. Right. I mean, there's just like, I'm just like reading through like this interview and it's so wonderful the way he like carefully phrases everything. Like when he's talking about like, cause I guess the movie was in CG and he's like, I can tell that everyone did their best. It's like the most like Japanese like compliment you can like give something. Yeah. Um, and he said that the portrayal of the earwig left a strong impression on him. Really? So it's like all of these, like there, there may be pot like there. It's, I just I just love how it's like that that perfect level of like he could be complimenting but maybe he just doesn't want to say mean things. Why is her name Earwig? I don't know. Earwig. It's I haven't watched it. I haven't watched a lot of the recent Ghibli films, honestly. But uh, so yeah, there's that. Um, Hayao Miyazaki uh, tries to defend his son in making movies. And more importantly, uh, for news number two, uh, this is definitely news of the year. Um, Lupin the Third is coming back as an isekai. What? Yep. Lupin the Third is getting an isekai manga spinoff. No way. Starting at the end of the month. No way. <laughs> um, it's called Lupin the Third Neighbor World Princess. So I assume it's going to be a magical girl spinoff as well. Oh my gosh! What does the world come to? I can only hope that Lupin becomes a magical girl. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, there's not a lot of details about it, but it's going to be a manga. Um, we can only pray that it becomes an anime. No, but yeah, it's it's the realest thing, and no, this, please, this, no. It might spell the end for us all. <laughs> Probably. Oh, 
That's horrible. But it's disgusting. I mean, I I mean, I guess joking aside, I have lukewarm hopes for it because I don't know that there's ever really been like any like bad adaptations of Lupin. Like it's usually at least mediocre, so Yeah. Maybe it'll be mediocre. We can hope. We'll have an interesting. Issue. The magazine hints that the manga will have an isekai summoning story. Oh boy! We summon Lupin the Third. I, oh my gosh! <laughs> be the best. <laughs> I want this now. Where it's like he just he gets isekai to our world. That'd be perfect. Oh my gosh! All right, so that's that's my news because nothing could possibly top that. Um, there's other, one other big, big, kind of biggish news that we could talk about. Real okay, quick. sure. And that was, um, Crunchyroll and Funimation are now the same, are owned. Oh, yeah. Funimation now owns Crunchyroll. Yeah, Funimation used Devour and assimilated Crunchyroll. Yes. That is what happened. Yeah. Because they've been trying for the past six years to be like, yeah, like we can be the better streaming service. But now they're like, if we just buy all the other streaming services, we have to be the best one. Funimation has tried. They they tried to to like be good at streaming, but the person who designed their website is absolutely trash, and yeah. uh, no one wants to navigate through it. It's. I got to be honest. Like my favorite shows are on Funimation this season, and I have to convince myself to go watch them because it is a pain to navigate. Yeah, and it's like it for some reason it's convinced that I want to watch everything at one thirty two p, which is not true. And I know my internet can handle the HD streaming, yeah, but the website can't apparently. Yeah, the the Funimation website is horrible. I I hope that this means that everything on Funimation will move over to Crunchyroll. That's like my. Uh, that's my hope. That's like the best case scenario. Yeah. Best case scenario is that uh, every uh, Funimation shuts down their streaming platform and then just shoves it all in Crunchyroll. And bang, we're done. Everything's great. Worst case scenario yeah. is the opposite happens. What? That would be the absolute horrible scenario. Yeah. And... Uh, I don't know. I I would like probably cancel my sub at that point. Yeah. Would you uh, get an eye patch and a peg leg? Yeah. I I already have an eye patch and a peg leg <laughs> for shows that are on Funimation. <laughs> so uh, oh, having boy. an eye patch and a peg leg for everything. Yeah. Just wear it to work. Why not? Maybe get a high dive subscription. <laughs> I don't know. Is high dive still a thing? There was I saw a news thing saying like High Dive gets some obscure anime. Good job, High Dive. High Dive. Come like, see it all. That's a bold claim from High Dive. Yeah, they got like seven shows on there. Eight? They got Nana. Nana's a That's good. old show. This is an old show. This is old they, This is the only one from this season. Yeah, that's the one they were that's the one they were bragging about. They're like, we got a show, guys. Look, it's dubbed. It's their only show. <laughs> it's their only show, but they did is it? it. Is it their only show? Yeah, Mother of the Goddess Dormitory. So it's the only one they have this season. Oh, no, no. That, that That's not true, I guess. But in my heart, it's true. These are all these are all old shows. They have the Sentai podcast. Gosh, why are they advertising? They have, they have this one, Get a Robo arc. I think Get a Robo is pretty old. 
Yeah, there was a new series. series oh, there's a new series though? Okay. And then maybe this one? No, no, no. It's just they only have two. Yeah. Well, three, including this Suki Pro, the animation too. And don't forget their Sentai podcast. If you have to advertise a podcast on the front page of your anime site, you're in trouble. Yeah. I speak that as an anime podcast. High Dive fell apart. Like, I remember when it was semi-big. Well, it was really cool for like six months there. We're like, it was like, oh man, maybe. Like, maybe, but... Why didn't Funimation buy High Dive? Why did they have to buy Crunchyroll? Let's be honest. If you had to choose between like the cool athletic kid or like the kid with like a bad knee for dodgeball, like... <laughs> You're gonna that <laughs> <laughs> the kid with the bad knee. <laughs> he wants to be on a team. <laughs> he does. And you know what? His mom says he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh so yeah, that's the news. Yeah, it's it's been a time. It's been a time. Um before we start, we are gathered here today. Hmm? Have our first guest. Her name is uh, Minato Aqua. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Chris has his his stupid problem. He's like bringing it into the rest of the house. <laughs> no, I was thinking about this. I was like, what if like for every uh, um, episode we have, yeah, we have like a figure on the table. You could take a picture of it and have it in the description. Yeah, give her a little yeah. mic. Be like, we are joined by this figure today. Gosh, since we both like collecting yeah. figures, yeah, we have enough to do that for a long time, probably. Yeah, you have more figures than I do, but... It's a problem. It is a problem. Yeah. That's a good problem to have. I found out about the internet, and then I yeah. realized that I could buy things on the internet, and that was pretty much the end. Yeah. Anyway, um, we'll have a picture of our, like, um, figure of the... If you want to do that. Yeah, sure, we could pose her with a microphone. Yeah. I mean, you get, like, if we got, like, some K-on figures, like, some similar thing, because those figures came with, like, actual microphones. Yeah. We had, like, little figure microphones. <laughs> Well, like there's, I bet, I bet there's like Barbie accessories that are microphones. I yeah. could find something. <laughs> anyway, anyway, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we both like collecting figures, so this will be a chance for us to show off what we have. Yeah, take a, like a little picture of it. We can, we can take polls and see who has better taste in figures. Um, don't vote for Chris. Me, I don't have very many figures, but the ones that I do, yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> The chocolate, the vanilla. <laughs> Just the worst. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, let's get into today's topic for today. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So uh, ambitious is today's topic, as it turns out. I was trying to do, uh, I guess to start, uh, we're going to talk about um, uh, an anime studio. I kind of want to start doing these episodes where we like, just do like highlights of different studios, like kind of looking at like their history, looking yeah. at the shows they've made, some of the directors. Yeah. Um, and I thought it'd be really fun to start with like kind of a lesser known one today. Um, pretty obscure. I hadn't heard of this until Chris showed it to me. Mostly because I don't pay attention to studio names. But it's Shaft. Surprise. It's not yeah, obscure yeah. at all. It's not obscure at all. It's a very popular one. Yeah, they, they make way too much money actually. Yeah, they do. But they deserve it probably. Yeah. Um, they're probably, I would say they're probably my favorite studio. Okay. Interesting. Um, just because I love, yeah, 
I would say between Kyoto Animation and this one and Shaft, those two like trade places for my favorite studio. Okay. Um, Shaft is more um, artsy, I'd say. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Um, abstract. Yeah, they the right word. They get very interesting with their uh, with yeah. art styles and like camera angles, and you can get into that, I guess. But yeah, yeah, they're very distinct. Um, if you're not me and actually pay attention, you can always tell when it's shaft. Yeah. Um, I have to look it up because I don't pay attention. And then I'm surprised when all the anime I watch is from shaft and I never <laughs> noticed. I'm surprised you haven't noticed cause there it's, it's so easy to tell. It really is. And I was so, I was so confidently like when I watched pretty boy detective club, I was like, nah, this isn't shaft. It's completely different. You didn't see the head tilts <laughs> and the, uh, the well, eye close-ups. Well, the, uh, that's the funny thing is like after I saw it, I was like Shaft, I was like watching the episodes and I was like, you know, actually <laughs> everybody does have a tendency to like talk with like their legs like way above their heads whenever they can. Yeah. <laughs> like, in, like really unnatural positions. Yeah. That's, that's a uh, Shaft for you. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. So yeah. Shaft is a studio that makes anime. They have made many anime. Yes, they have made in mini anime, and uh, what they're most famous for is uh, the Monogatari series, uh, Madoka Magica, and uh, maybe March comes in like a lion. March comes in like, like a like lion. A recent hit and Nisekoi. Oh yeah, Nis- oh, they did do Nisekoi. So yes. not everything's a winner. <laughs> yes, not everything's a winner. But, That's a hot uh, take, probably. But uh, <laughs> it wasn't Shaft's fault with Nisekoi. It was the uh, the, subst- the source material. Yeah, that, <laughs> I was, all right. Sure. <laughs> but um, all right, let's start yeah. uh, kind of chronologically just real quick. Yes. So just to give you the, the rundown, it's going to take not long, I hope. So they started in 1975, founded by uh, the... It's gone... Hiroshi Wakao. Yeah. Wakao. Hiroshi Wakao. Wakao. Who uh, defected from Mushi Productions, yeah. like about seven other studios back in the day. Yeah. Uh, Mushi being founded by Osamu Tezuka, who we will definitely talk about someday because, good lord, that guy influenced everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mushi Productions was like one of like the biggest uh, like studios with like a lot of really really yeah. popular talent. Yeah, back in the 60s and 70s they were they were like one of the top dogs. Yeah. Until all of their top talent left to make their own studios. Yeah. Because they trained them too well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh from Mushi we got like studios such as Shaft like we we're talking about and uh today and uh I think you said Kyoto Mad- Animation, yeah, Kyoto, Madhouse, Madhouse and uh Sunrise. Yeah. And so then, uh yeah. So yeah. And actually, I mean, maybe just I guess whenever we, whenever we talk about Osamu Tezuka, we'll talk about Mushi as well. But yeah. That's a whole other thing. But the point being that Shaft kind of started from there. Um, and actually, for like the first like 14, 15 years, they mostly just did like subcontracting work. Like they did like background art and just like whatever for other studios. Yeah. Um, I remember, uh, I think... I was I was reading that they uh, one of the, like the biggest things that they helped with was uh, a Gynax production. Yeah, they so 
that's actually closer to like uh, the late nineties, early two thousands. Oh, that was well, but never mind. I'm getting ahead then. Yeah, but that, <laughs> you're, you're correct. We're well, we're we're super well prepared. I promise. Okay. Um, Dialing it back. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get to that pretty quick. There's not, there's only a couple of things to hit on in the early days. Yeah. Um, basically, from up until, like I'd say, like the first thing they did, that like was like a big deal, kind of, was they were an assistant production studio for. Um, they worked with uh, was it? I say it's Pyro 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 Studio Pyro Studio. Um, who I should know how to pronounce that because that's the same people that made uh, Key the Met- Metal Idol. But anyway, um, they worked with them to do Urusei Yatsura 2, which uh, Urusei Yatsura was a, was a huge deal in the 80s. Um, it was a movie series, an OVA series, um, romantic comedy about a guy who accidentally gets engaged to an alien and has to deal with it, hmm. as most anime. <laughs> um yeah, so they they kind of that was like kind of the first big thing is like they got involved like a big kind of like a big time series, big time studio, and then from there, they uh, their first ever um, the first ever series they made entirely in house um, was called well, this is so they were subcontracted by a studio, but they did print, but they made the whole thing within their within their studios called Elves of the Forest, which I desperately want to watch this. This is an anime. About Santa Claus. And it's just about Santa Claus and the elves making toys. What? <laughs> I want to watch this. It probably looks like garbage because this was made like in 1984. So what was it called? Uh, elves and the for- Elves of the Forest. Elves of the Forest. Oh my gosh, it does look so bad. It looks terrible, picture. but I, I have to. I'm going to find this. If I have to like travel back in time to find like the last remaining VHS tape of it, twenty three episodes. Yeah, it was it was a big deal for them. They they made a Santa anime, guys. This is important history. Wow. But so that was exciting. Um, but then they did like their first uh, like original work they did that wasn't contracted was a short OVA called Yume Kata Samenai, which. Apparently isn't very good, but I also I still want to watch this one because it's kind of like a, a slice of life drama. Yeah. Um, about these like I think high school girls or something. But hmm. I I want to watch that someday. I'll have to find that. Apparently it's never even been subtitled in English. So uh, for everyone who doesn't speak Japanese, uh, ganbate. Ganbate for the site. Um. So that's that was their first original production. It was entirely Shaft, um, almost entirely without any of the people that Shaft is famous for now. But you know, has the Shaft name on it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and then they kind of like for most of the '90s, a lot of what they did was they did co-productions uh, with other studios. It's like they were more involved in it, but like it wasn't entirely Shaft yet. Like, yeah. um, this is this is when we get into like they started uh, cooperating with uh, Gainax a lot. Like that was a that was somebody they paired with a lot. They did stuff with TNK. Um, for example, it's like this is like kind of like the mid '90s to like mid 2000s. Um, they started doing productions like uh, Mahoromatic about a, ro- a robot maid. Oh apparently. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I remember this this show. I, think I don't think was, I've seen it. Yeah, this is like this is one I'm vaguely aware of, and apparently, like it's, I think it's decently regarded 
Yeah. But yeah, that was with Gainax. They also did um, This Ugly Yet Beautiful World with Gainax. They did uh, G. Oh, so this is the TNK. They did something called Geon Riders, which I also desperately need to see because the entire story of the show is that the girls wear glasses <gasps> and that's all that matters. That is all that matters. And so with such an amazing concept as that, how can I not watch this? <laughs> that's literally all it's about. They just have glasses, but um, <laughs> I'm surprised you don't want to play this. their uh, the visual novel that they made it during that time. Popo town. I was actually going to talk about the next. Oh really? Yeah. Cause I, cause right when I saw the name Popo town, I'm like, Moetan. Different. <laughs> Popos are are not, they related? <laughs> Popos are not moes. It's actually, I guess it's like a, they, they just jumbled the word for dandelion because really? dandelion is tanpopo. Oh. And I guess, well, well, let's get into it right now because popotan is actually one I do want to talk about a little bit. Okay. Because it's fascinating to me. Um, from what I understand, this was an adult visual novel, meaning that there's adult things. Um, but I believe that was... It's like it's like separate people made the novel, and then uh, Shaft and Gainax adapted it to an anime. Hmm. Um, but it's kind of an interesting concept, I guess. Is there's like at least the anime adaptation. I didn't. Uh, I mean, Popotan, the visual novel is. A, a, it's what they always are. It's visual he, novel. He he wants to have fun times with the girls. That's the story. But the anime um, uh, gets rid of the weird protagonist from the game. And instead, it's like a time-traveling adventure in this mansion. And they're searching for this, like, particular dandelion kind of thing. Like, it's it's like a really weird kind of story, but it sounds interesting. Mm. But more importantly, this show is the origin of the caramel dancing meme. Really? Yeah. Because, so this is important, uh, like, pre-YouTube history, practically, as far as uh, memes go. But uh, there's the song Caramel Dancing, which everybody should know because it's the best song ever. But that song became super popular when somebody took um, the dancing animation from Popotan and synced it up with Caramel Dancing. And so, like, the Caramel Dancing dance is actually the Popotan dance. They just, they repurposed it for Caramel Dancing. Oh, that's interesting. And it's become more famous as the Caramel Dancing dance now. But it's not originally Caramel Dancing. It's Popotan. Yeah, so... So they created a pretty famous meme. That's fascinating. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes, I mean, like, if if this show has nothing else significant for it, it's that it changed middle school Swade's uh, life because I listened to that video so many times. Yeah. This is kind of what we would call, like, uh, pre-Shaft, I guess, or, like, proto-Shaft up to this point because 2004 onward is when things finally get exciting. Because, um, what's his name? Akiyuki Shimbo appears on the scene. Yes, the the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, the guy that basically is Shaft now. Like, yeah. he <laughs> is. He's basically the guy that you think of when you uh, social or you talk about Shaft. Yeah, like as far as like all of the the big shows that Shaft has produced in the last fifteen years, he's been involved to some degree. Yeah, um, but more importantly, for me anyway, the reason he actually even got hired, like he got. I recruited to Shaft because, um, so Wakao, um, let's see, he kind of retired from being the direct, from being the, like the CEO and was succeeded by a guy named, uh, Kuboto, Kubota Mitsutoshi. 
Um, he became like the CEO, I guess, president. And then he recruited Akiyuki Shinbo based on his work, um, Soul Taker. Uh, the, there is a, there's an anime called Soul Taker and then the, an anime called Le Portrait de Petite Cosette, which is my favorite horror anime of all time. Yeah, I, I know you that you own this. Yeah, I, I, I have it on DVD. I'm actually, I am, if you have any tips, by the way, any leads for me, I'm trying to find the Blu-ray for this. It exists. It only came out in Japan. It's effing hard to find because it's rare, but I want it. I think you're be- best to look at like in Akihabara. I might have to because like I've been like trolling eBay daily. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is something you'll have to find in Akihabara. Yeah. And I guess just before anybody, like just so everybody knows, like maybe not the best anime in the world, but I deeply enjoy it. Yeah. But the, and it's also, it's, it's fascinating within this context of like, this is a really good example of early work from Akiyuki before he was in Shaft. And okay. you definitely get that flavor because Le Portrait de Petite Cosette is such a surreal, like nightmare scape of animation. And he carried that on into Shaft. So Yeah. And then starting October 2004, he does all kinds of stuff with them. They produced Tsukuyomi. Yeah, which, I, I've, I've actually seen this one. Okay, so maybe you can talk about this one, Chris. So, uh, yeah, the, this was actually one of the one of the uh, first like batch of series that I watched when uh, I was starting to get into anime. Okay, surprisingly, interesting and. Uh, Essentially, I think it's about a guy and this girl who's kind of like this, like vampire-ish, and likes to yeah. wear nekomimi, yeah. cat ears, and stuff like that. And so they, then um, they like do this like pact together, and it's kind of like this like master-slave relationship, but it's like cute, yeah. I guess. Basically, a cute girl doing cute things with a little bit of a uh, romance in there. Yeah. Now you may be thinking this sounds like dangerously familiar. Yeah. We'll get to that. Um, but I, I think the best part about it was I remember that the anime was very like visually satisfying. Hmm. Like there was like you know how uh, uh, playing Super Smash Brothers, right? Sure. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and like. You know, have those like levels that like zoom out, mm. and then you can like see like every like the level. Basically. Sure, there was like a scene like that hmm. where like the camera panned out, and it was like you could see like inside the house. Oh, interesting! And you could see like every room in the house, and then there was like the main characters like doing something there, and then you could see something else over there. It was very visually appealing. That's really yeah, that's a cool effect. That's like the one thing I remember from. Uh, phase yeah was that yeah so this was definitely like a i don't know that this was necessarily like a hit but it definitely like was is is a big deal because um this was the first time in a while where they did an anime that was just shaft like it wasn't in production with anybody yeah and i think it was where it was well regarded in japan i don't think it did well in america yeah, I don't think it did well. I, I don't think they even, like, like because they start, there was an official release they started on, but I don't think it finished. Yeah. And so you have to, like, find the fan subs or whatever to get the 
the, the end of it? I think it was, I think it was licensed by, uh, I think it says right here. The company that closed down. Um, well, Funimation has it. Well, they have it now, but. Yeah, they had it now, but yeah, maybe it was Tokyo Pop? I think so. I, maybe, I, I, I started going down that rabbit hole and I got distracted. Madman and Entertainment? No, that's. No, I think it was Funimation that had it originally. From the beginning, really? From the beginning. No, yeah. They just dropped the ball for some reason. I don't think it was very popular. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't do well in America, which is understandable. I don't think um, America wouldn't be ready for um, older guys with lolly vampire pairings for a while. Yeah, it's gonna be another ten years before it really took off. <laughs> yeah, until their next uh, venture into lolly vampires. Which... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder about Akiyuki because he has a certain flair for like, he's like, because wait a second. <laughs> I'm just saying, because Portrait of Petite Cosette is older guy falls in love with younger girl. Tsukuyomi, older guy falls in love with younger girl. Bakemonogatari, he's not falling in love with her, but she is there. <laughs> Dance of the Vampire Bund. Oh my gosh, it's you're right. <laughs> and it's vampires too. <laughs> yeah. It's always like a vaguely supernatural like girl. Oh my gosh, you, you've like hit 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 Guys, something here. You've solved it. <laughs> you've you've solved you've solved the. Uh, we found the Akiyuki's type. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, <geez. laughs> so yeah, that's oh my gosh. Go but yeah, then they had their final co-production. Yeah, with the Gainax. Yeah. With the uh, with the the best anime ever made. I, uh, he is my master. Yeah. <laughs> Which. I mean, okay, objectively not a good anime, but subjectively it's a fun time. <laughs> it's a dumb Hon show. Honestly, <laughs> I haven't seen it. Really, <laughs> I can't remember. Like, I, I, I did watch it. It's, I mean, it's exactly what you think it is. It's yeah. maids, and lewd maids. Yeah, lewd maids with their young master. Yeah, and it's. It's silly. It's definitely not a show to be taken seriously, but part of me wants to see it. Definitely wants to see it. It's it's not a waste of time. Like if you go into it with the right attitude, it's it's silly. It's not very long. I think it's only twelve episodes. But yeah, then uh, from this point, like uh, Team Shimbo was created. Yeah, this is when uh, the other two directors kind of come on the scene. Yeah. Um, Shin Onuma and Tatsuya Oishi. Yeah. And these three just kicked butt. Yeah. <laughs> like they really just tore into things. Yeah, they really did. Um, their, uh, um, their next ones were like Penny Pony Dash, which was basically like a lucky star like show. Yeah, that's, that's, I, I remember I watched that. Um, it was all right. It was just, it was basically a different version of Lucky Star. Okay. I, I want to say that Lucky Star came out before this. I think it did. It's pretty close. Yeah, I think Lucky Star was maybe 2005. So you're, I think you're right. I think it barely yeah. beat it out. Yeah, maybe it was the same same year. Maybe, I, don't I don't know. I feel like Lucky Star is like on the early end of the mid-2000s. I could be wrong. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there was that... Um, REC Rec. Yeah, which I don't know what that is. Yeah, I haven't heard of that one. Kino's Journey. Was that this looks like it's a film more than Yeah. Because I think there was a show as well. Yeah, there was a 
it's not like original TV series, but it's, yeah, it's a movie. Yeah, so I guess they did the movie for it. I don't know. It's probably good. I mean, mm. Kino's Journey was a good show, or at least the one episode I saw was good, to be more yeah. specific. And then they would have like Negima. Yeah, Negima is a big deal, and we'll talk about that one later. Yes, we will talk that's about that. That's a future that episode. Oh, that's a future episode. Spoilers or yes. foreshadowing, I don't know. Um, but then, like, uh, from here is the start of a Hitamari sketch. And I think and, this is actually... Uh, like, the 2007s. Yeah, and I think this marks the last one that Onuma is around for. Yeah. Like, he, he kind of hit it and quit it with Shaft. He was there for, like, five years and moved on. Yeah, he made the EF Tale of Memories, it's like. And that one was a decent one. It was... I've heard of it. It's based off a of visual novel I've always wanted to play. Yeah, it was basically like um, a key ripoff, oh. kind of. I'm, uh, that's what I, that's what I felt. I don't know if that makes me more interested or less interested. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, that, that's that's what I felt when I watched it. Fair enough. But uh, here was the start of uh, kind of like Shinbo's and like Studio Chef's. I don't I don't know if it would be called a philosophy or like. They stick with their series for a while. Yeah, so this is actually something... I mean, I guess we could just mention it now, but... So, uh, in... Because right here uh, is, is the beginning, because Hidamari Sketch and Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei, both of those continue for a while, and they mm. get, like, four seasons each. Right. Four or five seasons each. Right, yeah. And so th and that is something where... Um, I guess, like, they're... Uh, I guess their philosophy, like for how they for how they do shows, is that unlike most studios, um, Shaft they commit to one series at a time. Yeah. Like if they have a show in production, that's the only show in production, and that's part of why their shows usually turn out at least like visually like they're like amazing. Like story can be hit or miss, more more hits than miss though. Yeah. But yeah, it's like it's because they. Like, it's not that they have, like, because, like, some studios have, like, their A team and, and their B team and their C team kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, Shaft is just, like, the one team. One team. So. Everyone working on the same thing. Yeah, so there's, like, no multitasking. There's no uh, divided attentions with things. Like, yeah, they have their awesome team that works on all their projects. Yeah. Which is a good way to do it. It's worked out for them. And I'm, I'm glad that they, like... Um, when they like decide to make a series that they like go all in on that certain series. That's true. They usually adapt it all to the very end. Yes. Like, uh, Hitamari sketch is one that I enjoyed. Hmm. Um, I gave it, I think it was either like an eight out of 10 or a nine out of 10. Wow. Um, different seasons gave me different scores, but, um, what was interesting about that was that that one was basically a cute girls doing cute things type anime. Right. No one's but, ever done that before. Yeah, it was it was coming off the uh, probably the Kon craze. In I don't think it was Kon. I guess maybe it was Kon. It may have actually predated because Kon was 2010. No, Kon was when we were we were looking at it. Kon uh, season two was 2009, 2010. Uh, okay, that's so cool. maybe this was around the time of the Moe 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 boom. Yeah, that happened. The blah boom. Um, but Hitamari sketch was about a art school 
and like a group of girls living in an apartment complex that go to an art school mm. together. What was cool about it is that every episode was a day. Hmm. It started off with them waking up, and then the episode ends with them going to sleep. That's cute. Yeah, it was cute. Or no, or it would end with her like in like um, in the, jail, the bath, okay, or something like that. Because okay. that was like the end of the day. Sure. And then like it would like each the going through the episode, it was like going through an entire day. That's fun. It, it was it was nice, and it being an art school and stuff like that, it was very artsy. Mm-hmm. And this was like, I, I think um, Shimbo liked it a lot because of the. Uh, the uh, the person who did the uh, character designs, mm. Ume Aoki, which uh, spoiler alert for the future, uh, made the character designs for Madoka. What? So um, that's why they kind of like look very similar. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's because uh, it's done by the same person. That's why I always look. So I get a little bit stressed out when I see Hidamari sketch. I guess. Yeah. And the great thing about Hitamari's sketch was the the characters were really good, um, in my opinion. Uh, and they all like felt like really natural together. Um, and uh, what was really cool was that it actually ended. They actually uh, um, after season four, I think it was. So there was. Three, OVA, four, and then the movies. It had uh, two movies, which it wrapped up like the entire like series, kind of. Hmm. And um, they like graduated and stuff, and it was like this big thing, and that was really good, and I really liked that. So uh, yeah, Hidamori sketch, um, it was really good. Hmm. Then we have a. Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei also at this time. Have, have you seen Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei at all? I have seen the first episode. It was shown to me by our knowledgeable friend. Yes. Um, this is a really interesting sh- series. Because I think this is where like a lot of the times it showed off what Shaft could do. Because mm. they, like, they do like a lot of comedy shows, it feels like. Um, and, uh, Sayonara Sensei was since he was like peak of like weird comedy, Mm. very, very weird comedy, like, uh, dark horror comedy and like satire comedy. Yeah. It's their favorite. Um, this was that show. Okay. And, uh, I remember it being really good, but it was also filled with a lot of references that I just didn't understand because it was hard to translate into English. Mm. Yeah. It's a very Japanese, like heavy uh, comedy stuff. So, um, and this one got like five, like four seasons. Wow. Like surprisingly, it did really well. Yeah. And, um, (laughs) and yeah, it's, I I wish, I kind of wish there was, what there was more. I kind of want to rewatch it. Like, like when I was like looking through this stuff today about what Shaft was doing and like reading, through uh, Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei again, and I'm like, man, I want to rewatch this. Yeah. Cause did the did the anime like end? Like did it end with like a manga or like? Is no, it... it was just it ended. Okay. Uh, there wasn't really a like end of the uh, 
plot or anything like that, because there wasn't really a plot. Uh, just one of those kind of shows that could have gone on forever kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I, I remember, like... <laughs> Uh, some of the gags that they had in Sayadars, but since they like they would have like the uh, the face of um, the producer, or I think it was the face of the producer of the anime, okay, or the director Shimbo or a different director, and it would be like censoring like different <laughs> scenes. It would like be a picture of oh, they'd use their face to yeah, they'd use their face and it would be like rotating in a circle. That's funny. <laughs> That's a good gag. A character would just be naked and then you just see like a picture of the, the, like, oh, no, not the director. <laughs> no move. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, those are like the two, um, interesting like series from that time. Okay. Um, so there you go. Notable ones. And I, I definitely want to watch more Sayonara with Sensei. Yeah, I remember like I remember thinking it was pretty, pretty funny. Yeah, it it's the kind of humor that appeals to me because it's just kind of sad, <laughs> sad humor. Yeah, I remember there there was one episode that like stuck out to me that I still remember, and it was called like the Stalker Chain. Jeez, where like um, this one girl was uh, like stalking this one guy, and. Um, one guy was stalking that girl and then the chain just went on for a very long time. Yikes. <laughs> and then the main character like goes and she's like, and then it is actually part of the stalking chain. And then one of the main other characters goes, I was like, what are you doing? And they're like, I'm, I'm not doing anything. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> I have to find out what this person's doing. <laughs> and it was just really funny. That's silly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, continuing on from there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, at this point, we pretty much can just start talking about, like, the shows they produce, because at this point, yeah, Shaft as a studio is pretty well formed. Yeah. Like, like Onuma kind of leaves, and he goes to work for Silverlink, which... Uh, was it really a good choice? I mean, I think it's been good for him, because I think he got a lot more primary directorships that way. Yeah. Like... And the studio itself is decent. I don't know that a lot of what he has personally done since has been amazing. Like, he's been involved in some decent projects, but also a lot of not-so-decent projects. Yeah. Some really not-so-decent stuff. So, yeah, I mean... But was I mean, he... They, a... they did some... There's some good stuff there, but... Okay. So, yeah. I mean, so, he he leaves in 2009. Um, he helped with Bofrey. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, like, he's done some okay. Like, Bofri, as I've said before, casual thumbs up. Yeah. Just incredibly non-enthusiastic thumbs up. I've Where, actually seen none of these shows. Not even I, Fate Killian, I haven't seen. Don't don't see it. That's that's, that's, that's it. rule number one of the Fate series is don't watch Killian. I think I have it downloaded. Don't. That's how they get you. <laughs> anyway, back Wait. to Shaft. Yeah, so he leaves... Um, Oishi and Shinbo are still going at it strong. I believe Oishi is even still with them to this day. I mean, as far as like, you know, the extensive history research I'm doing via Wikipedia and sources. Yeah. I don't see anything about Oishi ever leaving, so I assume he's there or that I am not doing my job as a researcher. So yeah, they... Yeah, Oishi's last project. Oishi? Oishi. O-E-C. I think his last project with Shaft was uh, Bakemonogatari. 
I lied. He left shortly after. <laughs> so he wow, leaves. Wow, this is very, uh, this is very uh, professional. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to pretend that what Chris said was the thing we said first. Don't mind me. Yeah, there's, so, there's so much so information, guys. There is so much information. <laughs> this dude has been around for 50 years. Yeah. Technically. So when, when Shin Onuma um, and then o- Oishi left. Yep. Then it was just uh, Shinbo and then other team members. Yeah, basically. Although I really like, like uh, I think I alluded to it before, but they actually have a really interesting system in place. They call it a... <laughs> uh, mentorship. That's, okay. They have a mentorship system with how they, with directors. So basically, like for example, like when Shinbo came in, he mentored Onuma and Oishi. They got decent and they left. Yeah. And so then he he took on two other people and they got decent. They stayed. And then those two people have taken on other people. Like they have a system of like, like Shinbo basically trains people directly and then those people have trained other people. Yeah. And so they're getting like a pretty good number of like competent directors that way. Yeah. And so even though Shin- Shinbo is like kind of the primary director on a lot of series, like as far as like episode directors and like other like series and things, like they have a lot of really good people working there. Yeah. And they all like, uh, since Shinbo is the one training them and they all like kind of like share their style, share his style. Yeah. It's, it's helped to keep Shaft's style as a whole very consistent. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. So, uh, around the 2009 time, mm. um, of course there's Bucky Monetary, but first, uh, the more important series, Maria Holic. Do you know anything about Maria Holic? I have watched, um, have you watched it? I've watched AMVs inspired oh, by yeah. so, so you watched AMVs, but you haven't watched it. So I've, I feel like I've seen the key scenes as a result, but I don't know anything about it except that I don't know anything about it. Actually, it's a romance, I guess, right? No, no, it's nope. a, it's a comedy series. Very the, similar to uh Simon Rogers, I suppose. No. The AMVs lied to me. It's about a uh, lesbian girl okay. who, uh, like, every time she touches a man, she gets, like, uh, hives or something like that. Okay. And uh, she goes to a uh, all-girls school, and at this all-girls school, there's this really, like, cute girl. Okay. And um, that girl ends up being a cross-dressing boy. Perfect. And she, like, falls in love with him. Okay. And it turns out that this cross-dressing boy is like a, um, what do you, what do you, what do you call it? A trap? No, no. <laughs> of course that person's a trap, but the personality is a, uh, is dominatrix type person? Like, not dominatrix. Like he's a, is he a, what's the opposite of sadist? opposite of a sadist well masochist is the opposite that's the person oh, that likes the oh, pain. Then, yeah the sadist sadist then. Yes. sadist gives pain yes he's very a sadistic character okay <laughs> yeah this... sadistic cross-dressing boy and it's about like their like interactions and stuff like that um but yeah so basically a romance. I was right. So it's basically a romance, but it's very... Uh, and then the main character girl is known for her nosebleeds. Okay. 
<laughs> so I guess overall, this is probably the best show they did in 2009. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay, cool. It, it, it was, it was, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the series. Okay, it, it was so. very funny. Cool, we can just skip on to 2010. But yeah, we, we, we already have like a giant series on uh, Bakemono Guitari. Yeah, we, we did a whole Guitari episode. Series. That's true. We did a whole episode on Bakemono Guitari. So we don't really have to like uh, put a note in there. Yeah, we will say this came out 2009. Yeah. Um, not quite as good as Mario Holic. <laughs> no, it was good, but you know, no, it was all right. Yeah. It didn't like break yeah. Blu-ray record sales. Yeah, it got a couple of seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. that, that, that's the, that's like the main thing that yes. with Pokemono Guitari was that, uh, it's, season one, like broke, uh, uh, records. Yeah. I think Pokemono Guitari, like, because up to this point, like Shaft had had successful shows, yeah. but Pokemono Guitari was like, was like stupid popular. Yeah, and that that was like this was like the first time that they like um, hit like the otaku market. Yeah, because of how much it blew up. Yeah, just uh, the, apparently like now they're like having merch everywhere, and like the the characters are really popular, the story is really popular, and that's a big it just takes off. I want to say, and I can't remember uh, what the what the conditions were of it, but. They were given, like, there was a magazine in Japan that said Bakemonokaya was the anime of 2009. It was the best anime of the year. Yeah. So. It, it was. It was very influential. And, like, um, because it came out, like, it, it, like, elevated Shaft to, like, so much levels. Yeah. And this is definitely, like, as far as, like, if you want to, like, see a show that, like, shows off Shaft's style, Bakemonokaya is, like, when they go the most nuts with uh, their Shaftiness. Definitely, definitely, and you could you could tell like the passion that they have for that for the source material. Oh, yeah, they, they ha- they're having so much fun. Yeah, like it's because like like yeah, like even like the background stuff is like is like super detailed or like super weird. Like there's running gags happening on every square inch of the screen. So yeah, as a as a they're like making money now on. Pokemon Guitar yeah. Season 1. Um, 2010 happens. Yeah. And uh, there's some uh, misses and some hits in there. Yeah, I'm just looking at the list here. Um, the I would say one of the misses would be maybe Dance in the Vampire Bund. But... Um, huh? Oh, it is 2010. Yeah, 2010. Yep. What, what's, what's your complaint? What's your beef? <laughs> did, did I ever tell you about my story about this show? No. I have a story about this show. You have a story about Dance of the Vampire Bunny? Yes. Do tell. Okay. So before we start talking about this, this is a um, lolly vampire show. Yeah. Again, there's a trend with, yeah. with, Yaki, with Yaki. Yes. I, what's his name? Shinbo, whatever Shinbo. his first name is. Just call him Shinbo. Whatever. Yo, Shinbo. Um, <laughs> Yo, Jimbo. Sorry. Never mind. Shinbo. So this, I, I don't remember what it's about. Apparently it's about like a princess ruler of vampires and her werewolf protector. Perfect. I don't remember what it was about. Do they ever dance? I don't think so. What's a bund? Apparently, um, when I was looking more into the show, it really just like Pokemon Guitar shows off Shaft's style a mm. lot. It has a lot of those moments. Okay. Unfortunately for me, um, so this was around the time I was really like into anime. Okay. And I was like watching it a lot. 
Um, and actually, my parents found out that I was watching about watching anime and stuff. Yeah, a dark time in every otaku's life. Yes, when and, the parents uh, find out, um, they thought it talking. was weird. And one day, my parents are like, "Oh, maybe we should just check out one of these series that he's been watching and see if it's a." Uh, yeah good or not <laughs> and they didn't ask me or anything like that they just like pulled up netflix saw that i was the last thing that i watched was this dancing vampire fun show <laughs> and uh they saw like the first couple of uh, the first episode of it and then um the next day they uh, my mom comes up to me and is like so we we watched this show last night that you were watching and I like had this panic within me, <laughs> <laughs> like deep rooted panic because, uh, I watched like the first, like four episodes of it and I was like, no dropped. <laughs> right. Fair and, enough. um, they're like the show called dancing vampire one. Do, do you like that sort of stuff? And I'm like, no, no, please <laughs> believe me. Please believe me. And I, I, I was like freaking out cause I'm like, <laughs> Oh man. It's like, if you're going to watch a show, at least let me tell you which one to watch. Right. Like, I, I've, I've been watching, like, random stuff. Right. So, yeah, that was in the, the most, one of the most embarrassing moments that I've ever had with, oh, my, with anime. What a... Was that. What a treat. <laughs> yeah. That's... Wow. So, yeah. Unfortunate. Very unfortunate. So, uh, aside from that, we have Arakawa Under the Bridge, which I don't know if you've ever seen that one. I think you've mentioned this one before. Yes. This one's, again, another comedy series. Mm. Uh, crazy comedy um, about a group of people that live under a bridge. Okay. A bunch of homeless people living under a bridge. And they're like crazy people. Of course they are. <laughs> and then there's like one guy that's like, that was like rich. And like, I think he went into like different... Uh, um, real estate or something like that. Mm. I think that's what he did. And he like, maybe like lost his job or something. And then he had to like, he was homeless for a while. And he meets these people that have been living under this bridge and they're all crazy. Perfect. <laughs> I'm sure um, it's a, it's a sensitive look at the, the homeless crisis in Japan. Uh, of course. <laughs> and, uh, it was just hilarious. Like it's really, really funny. Yeah. Um, I see Village Chief makes an appearance. Village Chief. That's a great name for a character. You see that? The Village Chief is a self-proclaimed 620-year-old Kappa, despite him obviously wearing a green Kappa costume. (laughs) (laughs) But why would he lie about being a Kappa? Exactly. (laughs) I'd believe him. And there's like certain moments where they're they're like, they like see that the zipper on the back. (laughs) Or that this like... 24-year-old singer named Hoshi who mm-hmm. has, like, um, uh, a mask that's the star shape. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Or sister, strong man that dresses like a nun. I need to see this show, apparently. Uh, the 40-year-old man who is obsessed with always stepping on, white, on a white line since he believes his wife will turn into a white Cornish if he doesn't. <laughs> Something he fears above everything else. The hell? <laughs> what an oddly specific character. <laughs> yeah, this show is weird. Like, All right. weird. All right. 
You're convincing me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was like weird in a great way. <laughs> in, a, in a really great way. All right. So there, there you go, guys. Then they had this, uh, and yet the town moves. Mm. Uh, uh, I remember watching it as it aired, but it wasn't very notable. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, they're returning just, to the roots of having a show about maids. Yeah. They have to do that every five or six years. And again, it was a comedy series, very much like uh, Arakawa and uh, Sainaruzuma Sensei. It was just like a weird comedy. Mm. So yeah, um, and then uh, yeah, nothing of really importance happened after that. Like yeah, they've really been in a slump since 2010. <laughs> yeah, I know nothing really has come out that has like made them really popular again. Yeah, unfortunate for them. Yeah, unfortunate for them. They had that weird show in 2011. I don't know if anyone watched it though. Yeah, I know. Uh, Puella Magi Medica Magica. I don't think everyone watched that. Yeah, not worth it really. Yeah. So, uh, Madoka, fantastic show. Yeah. I know you, you have opinions on it. (laughs) Solid seven out of 10. (laughs) I shake my head every time. I lower the number every time just to make Chris madder. You do. You do. And it's, it makes me mad every single time. Cause you're still like, um, I will never forgive them. Yeah. You still uh, are like petty about mom, about mommy. Like, yeah. Like, as much as I love Shinbo for what he did for Bakemonogatari, I think I despise him equally for what he did in Madoka. <laughs> yeah. Like, Madoka was such a crazy hit for them. Like, because no one saw it coming. That was, like, the main thing about Madoka. Yeah. And it's also the main thing that makes it really hard to talk about. Yes, it's really hard to talk about without spoilers. <laughs> yeah, but... uh Needless to say, it it is it's de- like if by some unfortunate like hap- happenstance you have not seen this yet, you really should. Yeah. Like, and this is speaking as me, like as me, the person who has many petty issues with the show. Yeah, it, it's like absolutely worth watching. You have so much petty issues with really good stuff. I am a shallow person, honestly. <laughs> like <laughs> near automata, this like. Like, I will defend garbage to the ends of the earth, but I will also, like, throw away masterpieces. For the <laughs> You'll throw away masterpieces like Madoka to uh, the de- uh, te- detective is already dead. Yeah, I will, <laughs> I will fight for the detective is already dead. I don't care what anyone says. So um, what is uh, interesting to note about uh, Madoka is, uh, so when it exploded on episode three, mm-hmm. um the um, community erupted. Yeah. Like I, I, I remember like the interest for the show like started off very low, and then, of course there was some of the like episode one and two where it was just kind of like weird and it kind of like made people like watch it a little bit more. But episode three, when um, stuff happened, um, when it immediately became popular, it was like this switch lit up and like the community was on fire. Yeah. And I remember, like, wikis were, like, pulled up and created for the show. And people were discussing, like, um, uh, theories about what was going to happen. And there was, like, giant lists of theories. And um, it got all the way up to episode, I think it was 10. 
And um, that uh, episode 10 was a flashback. And in this flashback, um, you like learn a lot about one character. Mm. Um, but it ends with a big cliffhanger. I think. Maybe. Probably. It was either a big cliffhanger or it was like um, kind of like a knowledge of everything this one character has gone through mm. and what will probably happen again. So episode 10 airs and then a few days later, the Toho earthquake happens. Um, the 2011 earthquake. Right. And because that happened, um, Mad- Madoka episode 11, 12 was delayed. It was delayed for like, um, I think like a month or two. So this whole community who has been like on the edge of their seats trying to figure out what was going to happen. And like every day I would be like looking at like what the new theory was. Because there was like so many different theories of like how it could happen. Because it could go any way. Sure. And um, so once like the the earthquake stuff settled down and they were finally able to air it. Um, it was wonderful having like the episode air back to back and it was finally over. And I, I still remember that day. Yeah. Cause I was like, I think I came back from work or school and I like burst home, like went to downloaded the torrent and knocked your mom out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I didn't have a computer. So I was like, or, or I think my computer was broken or something. So I downloaded it and then went to my dad's computer. <laughs> I was like, hey, dad, I, can I use your computer for like an hour <laughs> so I can watch this? And then I watched it on this like big screen. <laughs> and uh, I remember like on the edge of my seat, like, going like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it, I can't believe it. Yeah. Like, no way, no way. And uh, then that's when Madoka became my number one show for a while. And then, like, the movies came out and right. destroyed a lot. Well, they didn't destroy a lot. So the movies just, were fine. These movies were good. I don't think you've seen Rebellion, so you can't really see yeah, it. Yeah, I watched the one that was a recap of the other ones. Yeah, it's like, oh boy, I'm watching the same thing twice. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Madoka happened. Yeah. It kind of fizzled out, luckily. Like, I don't think it really affected anime too much. No, it, it, did. it didn't. It didn't ruin a magical girl genre for everyone. It spawned a whole new genre. No, it just it stole. It repurposed a perfectly good genre for its own nefarious means. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like, yeah. if, you, if you want magical girl and you don't want precure, just out of luck. Yeah, you kind of are out of luck. <laughs> well, you have fate, Kiliad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't, don't, don't you want fate, uh, fate Kiliad in your life? More of it? I read the synopsis and like, I actually like it, it hurt me <laughs> just <laughs> reading what it's about. So yeah, the, uh, Madoka's since Madoka exploded onto the scene and became like, um, their like number one show overnight. Um, that and Bakimoto Guitari, right. Like huge. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they have like two of the biggest things to ever happen in the yeah. last like twenty years. Yeah, because because if I, I were, if you were to ask me like what were like the main like shows of like the previous decade, mm-hmm. I would say Bakemon Guitari and uh, Madoka. Oh would yeah, be like the top two. 
Oh, I'd, I'd put them pretty high up too. Like yeah. they're, they affected a lot. Yeah. So, um, after that, um, uh, they don't really, they, they like start to like do like some like original, well, like adaptations of other series, um, like ground control to psychedelic psychoelectric girl, which was all right. It's a great title though. And Sasami-san at Gambar and I. I've heard of it. Which is also all right. Perfect. They, they, they just, uh, like, in between their, uh, uh, like, doing Monogatari series, they're just, like, doing these, like, other shows. Like, oh, if we can make Modica happen again, guys. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're trying to, like, uh, find that, uh, that new show that's going to be really good. Right. And, fortunately, they um, struggle f- to find it. Well, finally, though... Nisei Koi came out. An anime was saved once more. Uh, was it saved or was it made worse? No, I haven't actually watched it. I just know that you get really excited to talk about it. I can like see your heart rate increase and your face get like red with joy. Okay, so the problems that I have with Nisei Koi are um, like plot related. Sure. Like it just... It was a harem show that didn't need to be a harem. Fair enough. And it, it could have worked good if it, it was just focused on the main two two girls. Mm. But it seemed like every episode after that, they were adding a new girl. Right. And each girl had like the same, because um, there was like the the point of um, the show was that the main character had this lock, mm. and uh, apparently when he was a kid, he like. Um, bought the lock and then a girl that he w- like liked and the girl liked him like decided to like buy a lock and key together and then one has the key the other has the lock okay that's cute yeah, it's really it's cute. cute and so main girl has a key the other main girl has a key and then apparently like four more girls come up and they also have keys so it's like who has the right one we can't just <laughs> sit down and test them that'd be silly and apparently, all all the other girls have had like similar situations when they were a little when they were a little girl. And then, is this like a common thing in Japan? Like, is this like, <laughs> let's go buy a, a lock to show our love? No, 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 no. Forget matching bracelets. So, long story short, um, I didn't like the ending. Um, I he, thought I thought the girl that should have been with the main character like got shafted. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so Nisei Koi, the, the best part about it is that it had really good character designs and that was it. That was it. Yeah. And, uh, I don't fault Shaft for this one because it was very nice to look at. Yeah. I just blame, uh, Naoshi Komomi. Fair enough. The writer of the manga. Well, fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, there's just years upon years of Monogatari that come out. So yeah, as like the years go on and we see more Monogatari, but we also like see them just try and do like random one-offs. Right. Trying to find a show that will like take off. Right. And they, I think in 2016. Yeah. There's one that comes in that's, that I think is well regarded. Yes, it is. Uh, March comes in like a lion. Yes. Which I don't know anything about. Personally, you're, you're missing out. I mean, I've heard, I've only ever heard good things about it, so I assume it's decent. Yeah. So, March Comes In Like a Lion is about a guy who is a shogi. He's like really good at shogi. Mm. 
and uh, um, he tries to like go in and become pro or something like that. But he's like very, uh, I don't know, he has like a depressing like life. He's very depressed a lot of the times. And uh, he's, very, uh, he's a very relatable person, um, I mm. feel. And he, okay. also, he also feels like a real person, which is nice. Um, the manga won the Manga Taisho Award mm. and the Kodansha Manga Award. It, was, uh, it won so many awards hmm. because it was very well done. And I love the uh, the author of of March Comes in Like a Lion because okay. they also did Honey and Clover, hmm. which was also really good. I've heard good things about Honey and Clover. Yeah, like Honey and Clover and March Comes in Like a Lion, both of those are like fantastic. So, yeah. when they decided to do this one, I was like, it's perfect because because yeah. when you read the manga, you're like, this this can totally be a shaft anime. It, it, you could see, you could tell like the design would be perfect for them. Well, there you go. So, so yeah, uh, nothing, nothing really much after that. Yeah. They, Besides uh, more recent stuff. Yeah. Once you get recently, uh, you know, they're doing another thing of, uh, Bake Monogatari or they do Awari Monogatari Zoku. Yeah. Um, uh, though, um, to note um, with their history, mm. after uh, I believe it was Zoku Awari Monogatari, after that, mm-hmm. I believe Shinbo took a break. Yes, that is correct. He he didn't like retire, but yeah, he uh, he took some time off for I think two years. Yeah, from like 2019 to 2021. But 2021, he came in swinging. We'll Did he that. come in swinging? We'll, come, we'll talk about that one in a second. Yeah. You, but, you know more about this next one. Yeah. So, yeah. So they did a couple of little things. They did uh, in 2020. They they were around. They were around. You know, maybe a miss. A huge miss. Chris. Yeah, I, this, this, this can't be said enough that I cannot stand. I cannot stand Magia record. Yeah. Like season one. Cannot stand it. Yeah, Madoka, Madoka, spinoff season one. No, it was it was bad. It was so bad. And apparently, there's going to be three seasons. Yeah. Have you watched any of the stuff this has come out yet? I guess it's not no, out yet. It's coming out right now. Do you like it? I haven't watched it yet. I bet it's so good, Chris. It's probably so bad. I bet you're going to watch it and be like, man, regular Madoka is crap compared to this. <laughs> well, we we've already talked about. I've already like complained about Magic Record enough on this podcast. Yeah, we didn't need a season two to Magic Record. Um, we didn't need a season one either. Yeah, shots fired, I guess. <laughs> I don't know at who. Um, this mobile mobile game shouldn't even existed. We don't need gotcha games. But how are you going to collect all the witches and or magical girls? No. But Magic Record aside. Um, once they like missed on that, they swung and they missed. Yeah. But then they were like, oh, uh, we still have like three more ball, three more, um, yes. we paid one, for the one, whole bucket. One so. Strike. so, uh, we still have an opportunity to hit the ball out of the arena. Right. Yeah. Like we can still get a home run. We can't get three strikes in a row. Can we? Right. No. 
that's never happened in the history of playing anime ball. Oh boy. But luckily, um, I don't know what, so in 2021, Shinbo comes back and he saves anime. Does he? I, I think so. Does he so. pull he, he Yamakons it so good, <laughs> except that he actually, I think, wins. Yeah, actually so wins. He wins. And this is when Shaft makes the only show that is absolutely required viewing. If you watch only one Shaft show, you have to watch Pretty Boy Detective Club. Didn't, uh, <laughs> so this came out last. Couple, I think oh, last season. Last season. Yeah, so this is their newest thing until um, their next thing comes out. Uh, their next projects Chris is super excited for, um, which I may leave in or out. I'm not sure. <laughs> See how I'm feeling later. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I might, uh, I might, uh, I'll probably watch it. Yeah. Because it's Shaft. It's yeah. Yeah. So pretty boy detective club. And I've talked about this before, but it's just, it's Shaft at their best. Like Shinbo is back. He is well rested and he's like, you know what? We've been trying, drawing like, cute girls doing etchy things for the last 10 years. What if we like do like cute boys doing etchy things? That's not etchy at all, actually. Yeah. Like it's, it's super clean show, but um, it's super fun. It's all of your shafty goodness. The character design is very distinct. The, I mean, it's uh, the art is there is just very surreal. Um, lots of like, like lots of bright colors contrasted, like lots of like darkness, um, very shafty. Very shafty. Um, most of the boys have like uh, very specific poses they use when they're when they're philosophizing, because there has to be philosophizing if it's a shaft show. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's adapted from Nishi Ocean, the guy that made Bakemonogatari. So like, of course, that's a good match right there. Um, yeah, it's it's fun. I really hope the next 10 years is them just adapting pretty boy detective club. Yeah. Like I would be fine with that. Honestly, it was like those 12 episodes like went by so fast. It's so good. One thing that I think you might actually enjoy from them mm. is this. It's called Zarego. Zaregoto. Zare, Zaregoto. Yes. Okay. It's a OVA series that they did. Hmm. Written by Nishioshin. Hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> Are there detectives? Kind of. Okay. Uh, so uh, it's basically like a uh, mystery, hmm. like uh, um, all the world's smartest people are brought together to like live inside this house. Okay. Because this one person wants all these smart people to like live in their house. Okay. And at one point, uh, one of them dies, mm. and it's a mystery, and they need to find out who did it. Cool, interesting. So yeah, let's look it, into that. Apparently, it's very uh, the the setting is very interesting. I've only seen a couple episodes of it. Is it like a long series or no? It's only uh, eight episodes. Okay, that's pretty quick. I think I have it downloaded too. If you want it, maybe yeah. To look into that. So okay, right. yeah. So Shaft. That's about uh, that's about all of Shaft's projects that we've gone over. 
Yeah. So that's kind of brings us up to the present day. Yeah. Um, good company. Yeah. They, they do a lot of really good stuff. Um, they're uh, very distinct. Yes. Uh, just to take a small little note of what their next series are going to be. Uh, what they have planned is um, another season of Magia Record after the current one. So season three, baby. Season three. The original was only good enough for one. <laughs> <laughs> then we have uh, Luminous Witches, which is a spinoff of Strike Witches, the anime. Yeah, which Chris was gushing about to me earlier. No. And then they also have... Uh, Madoka movie coming out. Right. Which is going to be directed by Shimbo, which is his yeah. next project. Yeah. And it's a... Um, Apology. It's a, it's a sequel to Rebellion. Yep. Which is... Should be pretty good, hopefully. I hope it requires you have to watch Magic, Maggie Record first. No. I hope nothing makes sense by skipping those. No. <laughs> All right, so... uh We've t- we talked a lot about uh, kind of like so what they've done, um, but what's kind of like the uh, the style, like their like style of like. Yeah, um, so I kind of found some interesting. Them, what makes them distinct? Yeah, so I found some quotes that kind of summed it up from um, you know, a few of their just like different interviews and things, and um, I mean, basically, Shaft like their whole thing is. They're, they like extremes. They like contrast. Like as far as like the the stories they tell, they they say that they like to tell stories that are somewhere between comedy and despair, which I think is pretty spot on. That is pretty spot on, and especially because like a lot like because they do a lot of comedies, but a lot of the comedies are like it's they come from very dark situations. Yeah, like Zetsubo Sensei. Yeah. It's, it's a funny show, but he's not a happy guy. <laughs> um, he, he's wanting to kill himself because he's in despair all yeah, the time. <laughs> as it turns out. So, but that's like, that's kind of like what motivates them a lot with their stories is they like to find that, that balance of the humor in the tragedy. Yeah. Which you can definitely see. And then the art style is all about contrast. They love just, they love having like really elaborate design pitted against like very like, uh, simple backgrounds or vice versa. They love having like bright colors against like shadows. They love doing, they love turning things on their side a lot. Like they do a lot of, uh, I think they call it Dutch angles yeah. in their, in their camera work, which I think works really well. Cause, uh, cause I mean, everything with what they do is like, it's like, it's a version of reality, but it's just like not quite our reality. Yeah. Like, but I don't know. They just, they just do like a lot of really different things. And it's always like in this way, like they're really good at just like keeping you focused on the screen. Yep. Cause like some anime, and this is a hot take. I like to give a lot. And actually a lot of anime look exactly the freaking same. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I'd agree with that. Like there's like, there's kind of like three basic anime styles that most every company likes to follow. Um, but shaft I mean, well, it's still very much anime. They do it in a way that, like, is very unique to Shaft. Like, yeah. And especially, like, as they've gone on in time, like, you can always tell Shaft apart yeah. from others. Like, they just you have can, a way of doing it. Yeah, you can always tell, um, like, if they're a like good anime studio. If you, you like, can tell by the anime studio by 
when you're watching them. Right. And it it is something interesting with Shaft where like, um, cause I don't know if, they, if I'd say like they're known for like fluid animation as much as some studios. A lot of their stuff yeah. comes from like just the sheer amount of detail yeah. going into the image, imagery. Details and shot composition. Yeah. How they like uh, do their shots of different scenes. Yeah. Like for example, in Bakemon Guitar Hero, when they're like in the uh, the playground. Right. You see the playground from many different angles and it's all colorful, like you said, and there's always something going on. And actually that is a, just like a really good snapshot. Like in, like an exact, like for an example episode, probably like Bakke Monogatari episode three. Yeah. I would say the one with a uh, Hachikuji Mioi, also yes. the best character coincidentally, but, <laughs> but that, that episode would actually be an excellent example of shaft as a whole. Um, because, um, if you really think about it, that whole episode, or like 90% of that episode, it's just three people in a park talking to each other, yeah. which I've seen other studios do similar things and it's boring as all get out. Yeah. It's just talking heads. But because with Shaft, they are constantly like changing how you're looking at it. Like the camera will be like under the characters, will be above the characters, will be like a mile away from the characters. And like, it'll just like, they'll like, like change the lighting and the shadows and the colors of things. And yeah. So even though it's like, it's technically a static scene, um, it's always interesting to watch because of how they're constantly changing how you're looking at that scene. Yeah. And that's really what Shaft loves to do probably more than anything. Yeah. It's a lot different than other studios. Yeah. Yeah. So go watch Shaft. All of yes. it, I guess. No, just <laughs> if, if we were to, um, if you were to pick out three uh, series that we've talked about today um, to like recommend to someone, which would those three be? Okay, if I had to pick ones that I've actually seen, yeah, um, I'd say Bakemonogatari, uh, Pretty Boy Detective Club, because I love it to death. Yeah, and I guess see Madoka if you have time. Like if yeah. you're not busy, if you're like waiting for your pizza to cook or something. <laughs> no, <know>, I guess. <laughs> for me, um, I would say if you want to see the like the weird, the weird version of Shaft, the like strange. Sure. I would watch uh, Arakawa Under the Bridge. Okay. If you want to watch something that's going to be really strange, you'll see a lot of like Shaft doing comedy. There's that one. Um, if you want something relaxing, I'd go with Hitamari Sketch because um, that's super relaxing. And it's very, even though it's very cute girls doing cute things, it's very chill. Mm. And um, just to be different, yeah, I'm sorry. I would, your, I, 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 I would say uh, March comes in like a lion because it's very yeah. character driven. That's fair. Yeah. So yeah. And yeah, you really, you almost can't go wrong. Like yeah, like even like sh like bad shaft is still interesting. Yeah. Like they still make it visually appealing enough for you that yeah. um, it's fun to watch. Yeah. Like I, there's never been an anime where it's like ah, shaft just phoned it in this time. Yeah. Like. You can always tell, like, <clears throat> more often than not, it's like, it's like I think what you said, Nisekoi, it's like bad source material yeah. that ends up doing them in more than anything. Yeah. That happens uh, uh, during their last, uh, during the last decade, I would say that um, that was the case, that a lot of their, like, newer projects had 
not so good source material. Yeah, because I think the argument can be the Magia record, not the best source material. Gotcha game. Yeah. <laughs> not the best source material at all. But yeah, so that's Shaft. Yep. I um, think we'll kind of wrap things up for now. Yes. Uh, let's see. Question of the day. I uh, have you. Uh, question of the day. Uh, uh, what is your favorite Shaft uh, anime, if you've seen one? Sure. Or which series, um, if you haven't seen any Shaft works, which series we are is on your like to watch list All right at the top of your to watch list yeah because i imagine at least one of these would have to be on the list if not already yeah. seen but actually yeah, so. bakemon guitar you go and watch that no ser like seriously yeah, it's seriously it's it's the weirdest darn show it shouldn't work but it does yes <laughs> that's that's the only way to explain it you can listen like uh, if you haven't watched it maybe don't listen to our episode yeah but like absolutely like at least watch season one like but so yeah um chris where can they find you if they want to talk to you uh so um i recently changed a bunch of my um socials what uh <laughs> how could you do this so um so they are all unified on the same one um i have to update our links yes you i was to. just copying pasting so <laughs> you can it. find me on twitter which i'm never on but oh. i have one it's zyga h1 let's all at him at the same time just explode his phone it'll be funny hi zyga h1 on twitter i'm zyga h1 on my anime list and uh going to be zyga h1 on twitch Ooh, spoilers foreshadowing i don't know the difference between those two words <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Zyga H1. There you go. Cool stuff. What about you? Yeah, if you want to reach out to me, I am also on my anime list. I'm also on Twitter, I guess. They're both uh, Gray Suede. Um, I'm not terribly on, because I'm not on, I shouldn't have said my Twitter at all anyway, because I use the the podcast Twitter probably more now. Yeah. But yeah, if you want to reach me personally, you can reach me on my anime list. If you want to talk to the podcast, me or Chris, we're on Twitter at Deep Anime Dive. You can also Gmail us, uh, Deep Anime Dive at gmail.com. Yep. If you want to, I don't know, send an email, I guess is what that's for. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't send us like spyware or spam, please. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I feel like I have to say that because I've been getting spam in the mail and I don't know how they're how it's getting there except people spammed it. I don't know. It's, that's but what usually happens. You get spam. I guess so. Like if, if I look at my uh, Gmail, like I my spam folder is usually maxed. Yeah, because I, I got an email like, hi, Mr. Dive, I, I heart your podcast. Please buy this. I was like, really? Yeah. I was like, that doesn't sound legit at all. <laughs> that's like you half tried. <laughs> But anyway, um, so yeah, there you go. That's going to wrap it up for us for today, for now, forever. Wonderful. Until next time. Until next time. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Okay.
is a spin-off of Strike Witches. Yeah, yes. We, we have enough of those. Are you, are you crazy? But there are more things than to be striked by, wit by witches. Have you ever watched Strike Witches before? I think they have guns. Are they even witches? Do you, do you, do you, have you ever seen it? I have no idea. Oh, boy. <laughs> do they ride on broomsticks with, like, Uzis? That's like how I envision it, which sounds pretty good. Well, you have half of it right. <laughs> Sweet. You have the Uzi thing right. Okay. <laughs> broomsticks? No. Drat. <laughs> it's a missed opportunity, then. This isn't going to be in your history now, you know. I've seen it, and I've, I actually thought about buying it once. Oh, no. Chris. Do you see what they're wearing there? Rockets. Rockets. <laughs> oh, this is just like a... They fly with like these like rocket things. Yeah, this is like that ship show, but with Sky. But they use... It's magic. And like whenever they like activate the things, uh -huh. they like grow ears. Yeah. And a tail. Right. Don't you do that when you shoot an Uzi? And... And, and they're only allowed to wear, like, swimsuits. Well, naturally, if you're going to be flying in the air, you have to have so, your swimsuit on. So, it, so it's all about, like, them. It's, it's a very fan service -y show. What? <laughs> but everything sounds so practical. Because <laughs> they don't wear pants. <laughs> Well, of course not. Your pants would get caught in the turbine. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. I'm trying to justify it. But <laughs> you can't really justify it. I'm, I'm telling you right so now. They're, they're making a spinoff with oh, Shaft? See, see, look at this. See, that's how they fall. That, that makes sense. See the, the ears and stuff? Are you telling me that propeller shoes is silly, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I enjoyed this like first part, this first season, and like I think it was season two, but then like after that... It started getting a little bit too silly for you. <laughs> yeah, it started to become nonsense. All right. You probably shouldn't watch a Kantai collection either then. <laughs>